0: No sooner had I replaced the receiver in its cradle when the phone rang again, startling me. I waited until the second ring, then picked it up again. Hardesty Investigations. Mr. Hardesty! It took only five syllables for me to recognize Rolfing's Twitter. Yes, Mr. Rolfing, I said, again using my all-business voice. What can I do for you? Shit, I did it again. But Rolfing apparently wasn't into cute this morning. Instead, his voice was breathless with excitement. I know, Mr. Hardesty, I know! He sounded like a ten-year-old with a secret he was just dying to share. I'm glad, Mr. Rolfing. What is it you know? He was nearly panting. I know those people you were asking me about. I remember them all. I felt the adrenaline pumping through me, but tried to keep my voice and myself calm. Are you sure? I asked, hoping this wasn't just another one of his ploys to get me into the bedroom. The excitement in his voice was tinged with just a slight pout. Of course I'm sure. I was so stupid not to have known the minute you mentioned them, but as I told you, I'm absolutely dreadful with names. But I remember other things. Alan Roberts or Rogers or whichever it is, is a painter. Cleet Barker is a big man with a football player's body and the IQ of a baked potato. Arthur, um, what was it? Granger has the thing for truck drivers and Hell's Angels rejects. I think he and Cleet had something going on there for a while, but I'm not sure. And Arnold's, uh, Klein... May look like a mouse, but he's a certified sex maniac, I can tell you. Am I right? Am I? I hoped he was near the bathroom, because it sounded as though he might pee his pants any second, but by this time I was getting nearly as excited as he was. Still, I fought to keep my voice cool. It sounds like you've got it just about right, I said, but how do you know them? What's the link between them, if any? Oh, there's a link, all right, but that's all part of the surprise. I've got to tell you in person. Why don't you stop by tonight around 5.30? We can have cocktails, and I can tell you all about it." I wanted to reach through the phone and grab him by the neck, but I kept my voice calm. "'Well, couldn't you tell me now?' His voice changed from excited schoolgirl to Gestapo interrogator. "'No, I can't. You probably know already anyway. You haven't kept me up to date as you promised, Mr. Hardesty. I mean, I hardly know what's going on.' "'I'm sorry, Mr. Rolfing,' I said, trying to soothe him and feeling only slightly guilty. I'll tell you what, why don't I just come by now, and we can talk about it. I could always bring along a cattle prod in case he got too out of hand. I'm afraid I'm going to be, um, busy this morning, Mr. Hardesty, he said, his voice like a fluid transmission shifting from scorned bitch to coy suitor once again. Five-thirty would be much better. I should be through by then, a girlish giggle. Oh, yes, and I have some more money for you, and you will tell me everything you've been doing on the case, won't you? Yes, of course. Look, I, I don't mean to press you, but perhaps if you could give me some clue over the phone, I'd be able to do something on it today and have something more for you by this evening. Tell me, you twit. Well, maybe just a little clue won't hurt. As I say, you probably already know, but there was a muted sound of bells in the background. Rolfing's voice regained its excited tone. Oh, dear. I'm sorry, but my gentleman caller has arrived. I must go. See you at 5.30. Ta-ta. And with that, he hung up. I held the receiver to my ear for a full five seconds before finally hanging up. A quick nodding in the pit of my stomach told me something was wrong. Very wrong. Oh god, what was it? I felt like I'd eaten a cannonball. My mind raced through the file cabinets of my memory, frantically searching for… something. Oh shit. Shit shit shit. I fumbled frantically through my address book, looking for Rolfing's number. Finding it at last, I dialed, cursing the phone company for the slowness of its equipment. An eternity passed, and finally, a busy signal. A fucking busy signal. I literally ran out of the office, mentally fighting with myself to keep from panicking. I made it to Rolfing's apartment as fast as I could. Every inch of the way, my mind kept repeating. Alan Rogers, Gene Harriman, Arthur Granger, Cleet Barker, Arnold Klein. Let me be wrong about Rolfing's gentleman caller. Let it not be who I think it is. Rogers, Harriman, Granger, Barker, and Klein. Rolfing didn't know they were dead.